Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth time, you will always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read for new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece loaded with deep theological insight that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we'll explore themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of the Gospel of John is to convince the readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on a journey through John's Gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. All righty. We are about five episodes in. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Today we're talking about John chapter 4. Hopefully we're going to do the first um, uh, 42 verses. Um, and then the next one will finish uh, the chapter 4 off with the centurion's son. But we are talking about the famous story of the woman in Samaria at the well. Yes. You know, this is a really powerful story um, that, you know, I know I've preached it multiple times, um, <laughs> but now looking at it in this context, um, it's going to be different, I think. Um, so I'm excited to dive in. Um, I think the journey through John so far has been very fun, um, <laughs> uh, very thought-provoking, but yeah. most importantly, you know, we're we're hearing God's heart for, you know, for these books that we've been studying for all these time, preaching from, but now diving into even even deeper. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to dive in into this chapter. Um, so I think the best way to just dive in is just start reading a little bit of it. Um, and then we'll kind of pause like we normally do. Um, and kind of put our little, our <laughs> little comments in. You know how we are by <laughs> now. He's got a comment. That's right. That's right. So starting um, chapter four, verse one, it says, Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. Now, sidebar, um, the Samaritans and the Jewish people didn't really get along. Um, they were considered as half-breeds to the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and, and they thought of the Samaritans as less than them. So um, typically in Jesus' day, whenever a Jewish person was traveling this route, they would travel the longest way around to, to go around this city um, because they wanted to avoid the Samaritans at all costs. But... If you notice in verse 4, it says that Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Samaria. So that's saying that, that you know, Jesus is not going to be like the, the ch- typical Jewish person. He's not going to be like the Pharisees. He's not going to be like the Sadducees and completely find the longest route around to avoid right. the Samaritans. But he's going right through the center to, to encounter people so that way they can encounter him. So he wanted to go into those places. He wanted to go encounter those people because they are their people too. You know, they're not anything less than the Jewish people are. And they, the Jewish people have really gotten a bad, a bad view on the Samaritans. And so, um, so Jesus, you know, he, he's coming not just for, and, and and we'll we'll talk about this more, but he's coming not just for one particular group of people. He's not coming just for the religious people. He's coming for sinners. He's coming to touch people's lives that that are distant from him. And 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 he does this willingly. He wants to do this. This is what he's come to do. So it says that he had to pass through Samaria because God is drawing him mm-hmm. into those places. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be times in our life where we feel uncomfortable going and talking to other people about Christ. But God, God and his spirit, you know, like we talked about last podcast, being spirit led. Right. 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 The leading of the spirit. We have to go into those uncomfortable situations and talk to those people that we don't necessarily want to sometimes <laughs> to, to spread the gospel, you know? And that's Jesus's goal is yeah. to go out into the world yeah. and spread the gospel. Yeah. 
proclaim his name everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, verse five. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Verse six, Joseph, uh, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. And it was about the sixth hour, so it was around noon, the hottest part of the day. Um, and, verse 7, a woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Mm. Now, this is very unusual, um, and John um, addresses this in a moment, but this is very unusual for a woman to be drawing water from a well at this time of the day because it's the hottest part of the day. Normally they would do their drawing f- either in the morning time or uh, right before the sun sets because right. that's cool. That's the mm-hmm. coolest part of the day. Yep. Um, so she is out of place. Um, but yes, physically she's out of place, but it's also showing you uh, the reader um, that spiritually she's also in this hot, dry, deserty place and, and, and she's going to draw water from a well. And, and this is, you know, this is obviously physical imagery, but it's also in a spiritual sense, too, because there are times in our life where we go into those dry places, right? And, and we look for water and we look for things to satiate our thirst. Mm-hmm. And this is what she's doing physically, but this is also what you find out later that she's going to be doing spiritually as well. You know, ironically, when you're talking about drinking, uh, the name itself, Sychar, means drunken. Yeah. And so that place is very pivotal because, I mean, go to Genesis 12, you'll see that Abraham first came and he arrived at Canaan. Yeah. And that's where God first revealed the promise. He he talked about the renewal of the promise mm-hmm. of of the fathers of many nations. And, and then you go on to Jacob in Genesis 33, and, and he returned with his wives and children with with Laban and 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 he goes on and on and on and so this this drunken Jesus you know which also symbolic is about the spirit yeah the holy spirit right so he's the drinking of the water is yes. his spirit in taking being drunk with the he said even Peter when he was when they were filled with the holy spirit said, we're not drunk right in the hour did you think we are we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, so ironically, this psychar is very pivotal. It means drunken. Right. It's, it's drinking in. Right. The Spirit of God. And also, this is kind of like the 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 first book end. Yes. To the first part of John, because in the beginning, in chapter mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. what happened? He provided wine, and they yes. were drunk. Right. They became the people at the party became drunk. Right. The drunking, they were drinking. Right. Now, the that this part, you know, he is offering something for her to drink again it's he's pushing towards the the baptism yes. of the holy spirit from through through christ i mean even even his crucifixion yeah and his resurrection yeah. he's going to foreshadow this here too yes um with the the water and we'll talk about that in, of in course. a minute of course it's really good stuff um but yeah this is um so he goes up to the woman and he asks her he tells her hey hey give me a drink because he's thirsty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's in he's in human form right now. He's he is physically thirsty, but he's also kind of talking um, from a spiritual spiritual point as well. Um, and verse eight, it says, "This is John's paraphrase." If you're looking at it in the Bible, you'll see these um, parentheses around where John inserts his two cents into it, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So, verse eight, it says, "For his disciples had gone into the city to buy food." The Samaritan woman says to him. How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Now, I want you to see, this is the first time that she labels Jesus. And she labels him three times. Mm -hmm. Now, the first time, she labels him as a Jew. So she was able to see he was a Jew, he was a man, mm-hmm. um, a man from, a, from, from Jerusalem and all that stuff. And um, so she labels him as such. And so she's asking him, number one, it's socially um, inappropriate, should I say, for a man to be talking to a woman alone. It's it's socially taboo in the Jewish culture. Um, so not only is Jesus, you know, talking to a Samaritan, but he's talking to a Samaritan woman right. alone. Mm-hmm. So this is very countercultural to what to what um, the Jewish people do, you know. And so, um. Verse 10 says, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God 
and who it is that is saying this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So look at this. He's going to this woman, half-blooded Jew. Right. They're not allowed to associate with each other, half-blooded to full-blooded. Right. They were not allowed to come into the tabernacle, the temple of God to worship. They had to figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And he's asking for a drink, meaning it's he was pretty much saying, I'm asking you for something you don't have to give. Right. You, you may have water, but what there's the depth of the, the giving that I'm asking from you, you can't offer. Right. But only God. Right. So he's breaking the walls, the facade walls. Of yeah. You're not allowed to connect to God. You can't give the things of God, but God, but Jesus is breaking that down. Yeah. Again, you see him talking in a spiritual aspect, right. but someone's misunderstanding him of for course. a physical aspect. Yeah, we're looking literal. Yeah. That's, that's how that's we how, are. Yeah. Though. I mean, most we, people are. We are very literal people. Um, and so... I want to point something out to you as well. This okay. living, this living water. Mm-hmm. It it means a stream, mm. a, a, a water that's flowing, a, a, a water that's moving. Because um, back in the back in the, even now, but back in the Bible days, um, a lot of the times they would draw from stagnant water, and they would have to boil the water to to purify it from all the bacteria and stuff. Right. Um, so the the goal was to find. A stream of water so that way they can draw from it and not have any bacteria in it right and so um he he's 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 saying you know that if you would ask me i'm going to give you a stream that's flowing through you mm. this the stream of water that's flowing and and you know i used to look at it as living water well what does that really mean it means like a stream a flowing stream of pure water that's coming that you can that people can drink from Mm. Um, but not just that you can drink from it yourself. And so he's offering her something that is not there. Cause uh, again, Sychar, Samaria, it's a very dry place, right? It's in the middle of the desert's dry place. Mm-hmm. And so she says to him, verse 11, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where, where do you get this living water from? <laughs> um, are you greater than our father, Jacob? He has given us the well and, and drank from it himself. As did his sons and his livestock. Verse 13, Jesus says to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will be in him a spring of water, that stream of water welling up to eternal life. And she says, well, sir, give me this water so that way I may not be thirsty or have to come down here to draw water. So, so again, she's thinking physically, right? Right. Um, but but this is this is this is prophecy fulfilled because think about this. Um, let's let's go back to the Garden of Eden for a moment. In Genesis, what what happens in Eden, right, with the streams? There were four streams that went out of the Garden of Eden to water the land around it. There were living streams, running waters. But there was no rain. Mm-hmm. So the 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 livestock and I mean I'm sorry, the, the plants and the trees were watered from within, from underneath the ground because the streams ran through the Garden of Eden mm. and watered the rest of the world fast forward to revelation and there talks about a living stream a river flowing from heaven to water the nations so this he's saying guess what when you ask me for a drink those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled when you ask me for a drink i will make you a part of this living river that's going to flow from heaven to mm. water the nations. So it's prophecy being fulfilled. That's the book of Revelation being fulfilled. Well, I mean, you look at Jeremiah, this also coincides. Right, and, and yeah, it's it's throughout all of the Yeah, Jeremiah 2, where he says, For my people have committed two evils, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Yes. And hewn them out of cisterns, broken cisterns can can hold no water. Right. So when you deal with the flesh, the flesh only absorbs what is what is present now. Yeah. But the spirit it holds eternal things. Mm. 
And so the the when when you forsake God, then you're saying I'm going to do this on my own. But when you intake in of God, when you drink of the living waters, you, you hold fast to the Spirit of God. There are eternal things that are flowing in you and through you. Yes, you become part of the current. Yes, and you and therefore you become re, you help feed the resources. Right, you can water the people around you. Correct, and, and give them the water Correct. that they need in their dry places. Correct, and so. That's that's the biggest thing that I think not a lot of Christians realize is, you know, we are now part of that stream, right? The stream flowing from heaven, that that waters the nations. Well, we we represent. I mean, the Bible says that your body is the temple yeah, of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So there is an inner dwelling that comes in. And look, you can't just go to God, right? And say, okay, just give me that dab. Let me have the chill bumps. Let me have, mm. shed a couple tears. Let me raise my hand and feel to know that I've been in God's presence and think yeah. you're okay. It's beyond that. Mm -hmm. There is a daily access. He's invited us into heavenly realms with him. Yep. He's permitted us to come. We have access to boldly come to where God is. Mm -hmm. Even that we can cry. The Bible says, Abba, Father, he hears yep. our cry. So that we have to have that, that access. We have to allow the rivers to flow through our lives to yeah. keep us fresh. Yeah. So that we can bring refreshments to mm -hmm. other people. And this is what Jesus is saying to this woman. He says, you have a water that only deals with natural now. Right. Present. Right. The water I have is going to last with you forever. Right. It will never go dry. I mean, because look, Jesus had this water, but he's still asking for physical mm -hmm. water. Yeah. Not, he, he, he's physically thirsty. But, he's given an object lesson. Yeah, but he's not spiritually thirsty because Correct. he's satisfied. Right. And that, you know, I have, I've had people say, you know, how do you, how do you continue to come up with these messages? How, how do you, you know, how do you stay fed? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up. I take time to spend time with God. Yeah. That's how we get refreshed. That's how we get fed. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank God for other ministers and things. And I listen to them from time to time. Yeah. But my main resource, my main uh, pool comes from being in the presence of That's God. Right. Yep. That's the only thing that I have that keeps me <clears throat> sustained, full, satisfied, and yeah. refreshed yeah. every day. And Later here, you'll see this conversation between Jesus and his disciples mm -hmm. where they bring him back food. And he's like, yeah. you know, I got my food somewhere <laughs> yeah, else. Got it. I got Done. my food somewhere else and I'm already <laughs> satisfied. Now, what's your food? Well, it's doing the works of the Father. Right. Well, he is the living word. <laughs> yeah. But I want you to I want you to picture for a moment also this this imagery about this living water. Right. When Jesus was on the cross and his side was pierced, mm -hmm. what flew out of his side? Blood, Blood and, and water. water. Mm -hmm. That symbolizes, that's the beginning. That's that's the beginning the of this river that's going to be flowing into from, the earth from look from a vessel, yes, an earthen vessel, flows out the waters yes. of life. Yes, blood and water. Blood represents life. Water yes. is contains your body. I mean, you have to have water to live. Yes, you can't. You, I mean, you can only live so long without it. You can live like thirty some days without food, but if you go three or four days without water, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You have to have water. You can't. You can't. Be dehydrated yes. whatsoever. Yes, and th and then that's that's the biggest thing. It's like it's like on this on the cross, you see the 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 mm. water, the the Flow living out. living mm. water. It's it poured out yeah. of his side. It said, right. So it flowed out of his side like a river, and now we get to be part of that current to channel. The river. You know, while you were speaking, the Holy Spirit was just giving me just a... Right, 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 right. And so, you know, here Jesus is on the cross. He is suspended. That means he's not on earth or is he in heaven. He is suspended between. Oh, yeah. And there he is. He's The water's coming out. And, he, and, he's, and, he, and this cross even represents the flowing out of water. Yeah. But here Jesus, before he ascends to heaven in Acts, he talks about wait for the promise. I'm going to release to you the promise, tarry here right. in Jerusalem right, and wait. And, and when, of course, Acts 2, we know that they waited. Yeah. Even though there was 500 people saw him ascend, he asked them to wait. Only 120 went to the upper room and, and prayed, waiting for something they knew not of. Right. And so, so there's that flowing rivers out yeah. of your belly. There it is. Right. Rivers, life of God. Right. I mean, let me actually add on to that. Yeah. Verse 14. I'm mm -hmm. going to skip down a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. The water that I will give to him mm. will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, there the word is. welling up mm. is alomai. Mm. Alomai is a word used throughout the Bible, um, meaning 
whenever a ho- the Holy Spirit leaps upon a person, that's an alumai. Mm. So, like, it says that the Holy Spirit alumai Samson and Saul and David. And, mm. and now, guess what? The Holy Spirit can leap and well up within you yeah. to flow out like the river. Yeah. Well, on the Day of Atonement, the, when the priests would go into the Holy of Holies, they were f- at that moment filled with the Spirit. Yeah. That's when the, ho- yep. the Holy part Spirit, of that. part of the infilling. Yep. And so, and so, you know, but what puzzles, what I love in the verse 15. Yeah. Can you read that real quick? I'm yeah. Um, the woman said to her, sir, give me this water so that way I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So she identifies her need. Yes. That I, oh, it's more than me drinking a, a cup of water from this well that's been dug from from our ancestors here. And it's that, that God has shown himself from our father, Abraham. You're, I now see my need of true thirst. Yeah. The spirit of the living God thirst. Yep. And, and so, so she's wanting to draw from this living yes. well. And see, this is a really good parallel between Nicodemus mm. in chapter three yes, yes. and her. You know, Nicodemus was blinded mm-hmm. to, you know, he came to Jesus in the night, but mm-hmm. she was talking to Jesus in the middle of the day in broad, broad daylight. Nicodemus couldn't see his need, but she saw her need in she, the middle of the day the religious person yeah. who was the top of the class right. religious person mm-hmm. could not see the need but she a sinner samaritan she knew it who was a half-blooded jew uh-huh. she recognized her need for what jesus had to offer and she had to identify where she was in order to move forward right because look if you look at um See the next verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Jesus said, look, Jesus said to her, go call your husband to come here. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the woman answered, I have no husband. Well, he knew that. Yeah. Jesus said to her, you are right saying I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one you're, you're now have is not your husband. Yep. So, so he said, what you said is true. So therefore, I, you know, I won't, I don't like to give shout outs to celebrities, but Dr. Phil made this and I coined this often. He said, you can't, you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. Yeah. She acknowledged the issue. Right. She acknowledged it. the truth. Yes. Which comes into play in a minute with the spirit and truth. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, he said, what you have said is true. And yeah. she says, um, the woman said to her, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet mm-hmm. this is the second identification yep. of jesus first mm-hmm. she said jew yep now she says he's prophet. a prophet mm-hmm. so coming to truths with yourself yeah helps you see jesus in a different light so you got to be truthful right i mean you got to be real honest with you know it's easy to to create the facade specifically on yeah. social media you, oh, can absolutely. Cre- you can paint the picture but reality is when the, the, the iphones or the phones are off and you know you're not taking pictures, photos, mm-hmm. videoing, or, you know, filtering your photo shopping yes. and all the reality is you are you. Yeah. And you got to come to grips with who you are as a person. If you don't like it, change it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't change it on your own. Yeah. The only initiative you have to change it is coming to the source of change. Yeah. And there's, there's a really good book out there called Abba's child written by Brennan Manning. And he has a chapter titled the imposter. The imposter, um, and it talks about the mask that people wear Mm -hmm. because they want to hide behind it, right? Um, You know, last night I saw the Batman movie. Oh, man. Really, really good movie. (laughs) Um, But, but, um, you know, you see the character Bruce Wayne hiding behind the mask Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like to face his current reality, Right. right? Right. And oftentimes we do that as well. Even when we come to God, we come to him with this spiritual mask on, right? And saying, you know, I'm all spiritual stuff, but here's the thing. God sees through the facades. Right. And until you come to him in truth, until you come to him completely unmasked, you know, you're not going to encounter him the way that he wants to encounter you because you are bringing a false self to him. And and here's the thing. This woman comes to Jesus and he he reveals she she, she could have easily said, that's not me. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. blah. But she goes, yeah, that's right. I, that was me. Well, that is me. Yeah. Water uh, creates erosion. Yeah. You, you know, if you go to the beach and you there's a hurricane or a big storm coming and the waters are going over 
onto the shorelines, and you know they that's why they create barriers. Yeah, because water creates erosion. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Grand Canyon. They'd said yeah. the the waters carved the Grand Canyon. Yeah, you know various things of that nature. So 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 gee, the living waters erodes the facade. Yeah. of life that's been caked on. Right. To try to pack it, hide it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, I'll expose it. The yeah. living waters will expose what's been hidden. I'll erode that right off. But we of have it. to come to truth with that. Amen. And, you can, and accept it. And accept a lot of people don't want to accept it, and they get mad. Here's the thing. God knows the truth regardless. Oh, Why man. do we hide? You know, it's like Adam and Eve. You know, did you eat? Oh, well, well, she does. She told me to. You know, well, God. You want to be truthful. No, God knows. Like, if you if you, if you you say, God, this is, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Here's me. Yeah. Unfiltered. Raw. Right. And this is what she did. You know, she accepted the current state in which she was at. She admitted to it. That's mm-hmm. the first step. What's the best way to worship God is to admit what truth is mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah. You know, we worship God when we can say, God, you know, this is who I am. Now you have room to come in and tweak it. You know, this right. is. And, and when we come to God with his religious facade, he's never really he never really has room to to cut off those things off of our life because we we don't want him to see that part of us, which he already does. Right. You know? And he so, saw us from in our mother's womb. Yeah. He was there when we were formed there. Yeah. So he knows every bit about us, the hairs on our on our in our head, yeah. or, or the the eye color of our eyes and yeah. the color of our skin and, you know, how many teeth we're supposed to have right. in our body. You know what I mean? Right. The whole the whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. And but that's God, you yeah. know, and He reveals truth to us. And we, you know, I was, I was, I remember growing up in church. You know, I've been raised in Pentecostal movements most uh-huh. of my life, all my life rather. And I remember being in church as a as a young boy, you know, preteen at years. And and you know, you've I don't know if you remember growing up in church seeing the Holy Spirit give word of knowledge to people, call people out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here I was in church, and I saw. God used uh, someone, not a minister, but someone, they were kind of like a minister, call them out to this gentleman. This gentleman was embarrassed because his secrets were out, so to speak. Right. He got so mad that he walked to the back of the church, took off his shoes, slapped them together in the back of the church. He <sighs> says, I'll have no part of this. I'm brushing the dust off. And he stormed out of the church. Wow. You know, and that that I've never forgotten that right all my life. And and you know, that's because this gentleman could not accept truth. The Holy Spirit right. gave him plenty God gave him plenty of time to turn and he refused and refused. And when that's when you later realize. Because he eventually repented, asked for forgiveness for the people that he offended by doing that and, and, and turned his life around and he admitted that, that God had given him many opportunities to turn himself around and this was God's last warning and he did like Bible says what you do in secret comes out in the open. Right. And there are times God does have to verbally rebuke you if you're right. not going to listen. Right. And that's what was going on. And if he would have accepted truth earlier. Earlier, he would have avoided all right. that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly, you know, that's what he's talking about here too. Right. About the truth, you mm-hmm. know, truth. And um yeah, so Jesus pretty much reads this this woman's you know life story, mm-hmm. and instead of getting offended offended and walking away, she she accepts the truth. Yeah, right. what you have said is true. Yeah, it's true. And the woman says, you know, I you know I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you but you say that in Jerusalem, you not meaning Jesus, but meaning the Jewish people, right? Say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. But here's where Jesus combats that because she, now she's kind of almost creating excuses for herself. Like we do today. Well, you know, it's because of this. I can't come to church yep. or I can't worship God yep. because of that. Yep. And so he says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming mm. and is now here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And 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 so um you see this, she's kind of like shocked. And she's like, Well, well, God, Jesus, you know, 
I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called the Christ. Mm. When he comes, will he tell us all things? Jesus says to her plainly, I, who you and sp- who you speak to, am he. And so um, she, she, uh, she, she goes out into the town. It says his disciples come back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, mm. but no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her jar and went away into the town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Mm. Can this be the Messiah? And so she labels him a third time. This is the, you know, this is the Messiah. This is the one we're waiting for, you know? And so, um, but I want you to notice in verse 28, it says that she left her jar there. Mm. You know, there are many times where we go to these wells to, to satiate our thirst, but she, she found the true water and she left. That's, that's, yes, she did it physically, but it's symbolically as well. She left you know the thing that she was she was trying to fill the void with. She left it there at Jesus's mm-hmm. feet, yeah, and 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 picked up the water that he gave. Well, that was her. She also walked away from her excuses. Yeah, because that you know she was only allowed to come out at a, she felt at a particular part of her day to avoid people. Her excuse was because of her her, spot, her, her past. past. And Jesus dismantles it in verse you know twenty three, yeah. where he talks yep. about where your worship's no longer focused on places. Your your worship brings you to a greater spiritual awakening of Christ, of who he is in your life. And and so she receives salvation. Yeah. She receives a revelation that this is the, this is the guy. This is it. This is it. This is the one. Yeah. And so what, what does she do? Let's see. Verse 29. I just read it, but we'll read it again. Yeah. 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 Come and see. Mm. Dude, that echoes. Um, Nathaniel's calling to Andrew's calling to Nathaniel, yeah. you know, Andrew and Nathaniel's calling. Cause what, what happened? It's like the, the, I think it was Philip and, uh, and, uh, what was his name? Andrew, not Andrew, Peter. They, they, they all went out and was like, Hey, come and see, come and see Jesus experience him for yourself. So what is she doing? She's now going and making disciples and saying, Hey, come and see Jesus for yourself. Well, isn't that what they told when they arrived at Jesus' tomb? Yeah. Come and see Come that and he see. is risen. Yeah, so she is the first missionary to Samaria. Mm. Mm. That's what's happening here. And for those of the, the those those people out there that say women can't be ministers or wrong. preachers, wrong. Mm-hmm. This is saying it right here. Yeah. Mary was the first one to say that Jesus was risen. Yep. She was the first one to witness the resurrection and, and say, come spread and the see. gospel of the yes. resurrection. So, so, um, you see this Samaritan woman who was right. a sinner two seconds ago going and witnessing who Jesus is and says, come and experience him for yourself. Mm. So she is being like one of Jesus's disciples. When he first called them, they went and told their friends to come and see. Now she's going and telling the town to come and see Jesus. So she's inviting them to experience the Messiah. And that's what we have to do. That's what Jesus is calling us to do in order to be that living water to flow out and water the nations. Right. You are the water that goes out to them. And then you give them the invitation to come and experience for themselves. I mean, even down to the hunger when they, when the disciples brought food, Jesus like, I don't need it because there's a, there's a inner hunger that must be fed. Right. You know, you we can be overweight all we want to, but we can be anorexic spiritually. Yeah, and not and and starve ourselves. Mm. And God doesn't need weak, bended knee Christians who will bow down to all the false doctrine and all the false gods that are out there around us. And they are there, by yeah. the way. And, and we 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 cannot starve ourselves spiritually, th- assuming to think. Just going to church is the only thing that matters when it comes to your spiritual well-being. There is a daily communion with God Absolutely. coming to the well of life that you go and be refreshed and receive the uh-huh. spirit and you are fed by the spirit of God and you're full that you go and you now help other people yeah. who are hungry and thirsty. They that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be, filled. shall be filled. So when do we get a point when we like this woman, the mm. Samaritan woman, let go of our excuses, let go of our past and say, I'm desperate for God. I'm desperate for the living waters. And I'm excited 
to share yes. my experience with other people so that way they can encounter yes. the one true God. And that when we do come to church, which we should, mm-hmm. it's come to celebrate yeah. what we know God has done and to bring people mm-hmm. to the salvational knowledge. We come to church to to receive so we can give. Yep. You know, so we we're to be we are missionaries outside yeah. of our four walls of a church. We have to be that. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Samaritan woman, she became the first missionary, you said. Yeah, to we, Samaria, yep. Yeah, so we are the missionaries yeah. here. Believe me, America needs missionaries. Yeah. So badly. I agree. Because now you have, you have so many people believing so many false things. Mm-hmm. And it's all conspiracy theories. All this oh my other gosh, stupid the conspiracy stuff. theory. What's we we feed ourselves? It's like it's it's us going to those improper wells and drawing from yes that to, to get water. Yes, and and either you're getting it from stagnant water or polluted water. Yeah, you're feeding yourself with something. Be careful what you eat and what you drink when it comes to all that mess. Yep. Because what you you are what you eat. Yep. And you need to be careful. Eat the right things. Don't eat this, you know, don't get caught up with all the political and all the social media and all that other stuff. I mean, it's there. You can't ignore it. It's right. It's right there. You live around it. Yeah. But the truth is this. Politics can't save you. Nope. Uh, Certain political leaders can't save you. A movement can't redeem you and save you and fix things. A movement can't do that. Yep. But Jesus can. Yep. That's the real source of life. That's true. And and so here here's the here's the option now. There are two bottles of water set in mm. front of you. Mm. One bottle, you know, it's it's a nice bottle of yeah. water. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever nice brand you like. <laughs> the other, it's the same bottle of water mm. with just trace amounts of poison in it. Yeah. Which one do you choose? <laughs> do you choose the clean water or you know, the other one right. that has a little bit of poison in it. And that's what's happening to many Christians today. They're being deceived right. by social media, by political parties. Well, it's been proven. I'm, I'm, I love watching history, and you have to forgive me. And I, you know, But, you know, what, it was proven. You know, they were doing, they were, they were trying to investigate Abraham Lincoln's death more. And I watched documentaries. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln was a pivotal president for yeah. America, specifically against slavery. Mm-hmm. Thank God for being like that. Yeah. And so, um, so, but what people did not know was if they, they started to examine, you know, when he first became president until before he died. Okay. That's after the war was over and here's, he's getting ready to die and get shot. Um, they noticed his facial features changing, his skin changing, you know, yeah. things are changing. It wasn't because of the stress. What was finding out was he was having problems sleeping. He was, he had a lot of issues. And so the doctor, they came across this quote unquote new discovery that he was in his, he was taking these blue pills and his blue pills had mercury in it. Oh, wow. He was slowly killing himself though. He thought he was helping himself. So he would have been dead. He would have been dead anyway. In the long run. He would have already been dead because he was killing himself. Wow. But just because he got shot in the head, it, it elevated his marker in life differently. Right, right. Wow. But 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 so there but it is. But something that was helping him was actually hurting, hurting him. Hurting him, correct. Because it was slowly poisoning So you him. can't always take the pill. <laughs> that people well, say this is blue, healthy. Blue pill or red pill. How about no pill? How about Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. me? I'm telling you, man. That and 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 for for you know, because we we were at one point on that bandwagon. Yes, too. yeah. Let's well, be honest. We're not trying with to ourselves. go political here, so no. we're trying to avoid that. Yeah, but like we were at one point in involved with with the conspiracies. Yeah. But let me tell you something. That is literally what this woman was doing, though. Yeah. From a different angle, she, we when when people do that, when we used to do that, it was going to these wells mm. and drinking the from something that's water. never going to fill us. Because you always got to look for more for the next thing. Yeah, well, next week it's going to happen, and the week after it's going to happen. No. No. Let's just rely on Christ. Yeah, how about get our eyes on Jesus? Yeah. And, and, and you know what I mean? Get our eyes off of the mess around us, and let's focus on Him. Yep. Yep. Because, I mean, it's our job now yeah. To to bring this living water to other people. Right. And so that means I have to only pull from the one source of water. 
I can't mix different waters together. No. Especially one that's got poison in it. Right. Because then it taints the water that I give. Right. And, and, and it may not have a taste to it. You may not know it's there. I mean, listen, if you ever get parasites, you don't know you're getting it until <laughs> yeah. afterwards. That's true. I happened to be on a missionary trip, and, and I didn't know I had it till afterwards. Yep. And, buddy, you don't want that. No, it's not fun. And, and you, you, you unconsciously feed yourself danger and harm mm. by not paying attention. Yeah. And, 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 that, and it eats you up alive on the inside. Yeah. And, and that's what's happening to the church. We are drinking the wrong cups. Yeah. Eating the wrong food. Yes. And we are poisoning ourselves. We are taking things, inject, ingesting things in us yes. that are tearing us up on the inside. Mm. And that's why we are depressed. That's why we feel lifeless. That's why we are constantly stressed. That's why we have anxiety. Anxiety. The roof, panic attacks. Believe me, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Yep. But God set me free. And he offers us the living water. Amen. You know, he comes to us now and offers us that living, that living water that, that, that can satiate us. Because guess what? The first thing that I do when I wake up, I don't get on social media. <laughs> I don't get on the news i get my journal out and i pray to god and i listen to what god says for the day because my source i draw from him so that way i can be the the living water to somebody else well i like can i read this verse 32 yes please yeah go on he says uh jesus said to them actually read verse 31 and then go on meanwhile disciples were urging him saying rabbi eat but he said to them, I have no food to eat that you do not know about. And so the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? And he had a questioning. And Jesus said, listen to this. My food is to do, do the, the will, will of him yep. who sent me and to accomplish his, his work. work. That's what that's that's what Jesus fed off of. That's mm. what we as God's people are to feed off of. Yes. Not my will, but yours. Yes. I'm telling you, I remember the moment I started praying. I've been a Christian all my life. You know, I, I received them at eight, filled with the spirit at nine, you know, and things started progressing at uh, that point. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, uh, you know, but, you know, later on, I, when I started praying, and I, God, not my will. But let yours be done. Yeah. It was not this past year, but the year before. 2020. Right? 2020 going into 2021, January. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I changed my prayer. I changed how I was addressing God. And I said, and I thought, you know, I was doing mm. it. But I kept saying, God, not my will. I just want yours. What yeah. can I do to fulfill your will? You know, granted, in November, that God was already dealing with my heart about things. In November 2020. Crazy, it's been almost over a year now. Right. And here's, you know, January 2021, I changed my prayer, not from me, but to him. Yeah. We subconsciously it do totally it. totally changes everything. Yeah. And so I kept saying, Lord, what's your will? What do you want from me? What do you need me to do for you? I want to just know your heart. And that started me on a, on a trajectory that has totally flipped my life around over and some mm. to where I'm seeing God move in ways I never thought. I've seen him perform private miracles that I never imagined would happen. Right. I'm seeing this happening in the church, our church specifically, and in other people's lives. Yes. You know, so... The, so the food, our sustenance is Jesus. Mm. Don't get your hopes on man. Get it yes. on God. That's the that's the key. That is the key. And and so that should be what fills us. Right. I I find my satisfaction in not what not what can be done for me, right. but what I can do for him, the right. Father. I mean, just like John, he leaned yeah. in to Christ's chest. Right. And he, he and I believe he heard his heartbeat right there when he was asking who was going to be the one to right. betray him. Right. And you know, that was the one Jesus loved mm. because he learned to be still and know he's God. See, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I think, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, look at John the Baptist as well. Yeah. Where um, he said, let me decrease that right. way um, he can increase. increase. Let, me, let me so that way he um, and. You know, he 
he allowed Christ to reign through because what was his he said my work has been accomplished here the right. Christ has been revealed, revealed. Mm-hmm. and and so that's that's our job is to be the voices right. in the wilderness to be the streams of life right. in those desert places right. to pull people to reveal Christ to themselves right and so um, Jesus says in verse thirty five. Do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, mm. I tell you, lift up your eyes and see, see. Yes. that the fields are white with harvest. Mm. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper, reaper. May, may, yes. may rejoice together. Yes. For here they um, the saying holds true, one sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, labored, and you have entered into their labors. So now he's calling them. Look, he's saying, "Look at Samaria. This is, you know, this is physical, but also talking to them spiritual. Look at Samaria. Their hearts are ready to receive. Now go reap the harvest." And 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 so that's what he's also saying to us. Look out into the field. The field is ready to be harvested. Yeah. Now just go and do it. Well, the laborer is Christ. He labored with his right. sacrifice. Right. So we get to reap what he, what labored. he labeled, labored for. And so that, that's where it's talking about. That we, you know, the sower and the reaper. We worked with Christ. Yes. We work together. Yes. We do what he does. The greater works. Yes. And that greater works is reaching a greater harvest. Absolutely. Yes. And it, and he says, um, um, John then goes on to say, verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus mm. because of that woman's testimony. He told, she said, all, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them. Mm. And he stayed there two days mm. and many more believed because of his words. They said to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that I believe, that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, Mm. and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. That means they personally had an experience with God. And we don't know exactly all that he said to them. No, that's not really accounted for. It was for their only private purposes. Yes. God deals with us privately. Yes, but many, many people were saved, Mm. and they were called to experience Christ for themselves. So let's go back for a moment to the parallel of Nicodemus and this woman, right? Nicodemus was faced with a choice to encounter God and then bring it to the rest of the religious leaders, and he didn't. She was faced with a choice to encounter Jesus. And what does she do with that? She brought this treasure that she found to the people that she knew and she loved in that she town. She started evangelizing. Man, I'm telling you, Nicodemus had the biggest opportunity, but he faded back into the shadows of the night. It kind of puts a challenge on us. You know, well, I can't, Pastor, I can't be an evangelist because I've not been properly trained. I, I don't have a certificate. Well, neither was she. Neither was she. She was what, just what, a willing what, vessel. What brought them to her? The word of her testimony. Her water turned into wine. It was poured out to others. Yes. That's what, what was happening. Yes. Her watered vessel. The ve- hers, She's a vessel and the water inside turned into wine. God anointed it. Yes. And then therefore it was produced to go forth. And then it drew people in. To him, not to her. Yes. She didn't have a big social media following. No, she was an outcast. She didn't have a a speaking engagement, arrangements of schedules. She just went out and just did what she felt the Holy Spirit led her to do. And that's what the world needs right now. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be religious because obviously the religious person in this story was blinded to what Jesus was offering. Yeah. But the woman, the outcast, the the sinner, the adulterer, the one who who was less than, than everybody else. She heard and responded. May I add another thought before we end this? Yeah, segment? go ahead. Um, I find it, and, I, and this is where I hear the Holy Spirit, and this is speaking to someone here that's listening to this podcast right now. You know, a lot of people, you know, when you look at the disciples, they went out and got the food. Yeah. And then brought it back, and they didn't understand. A lot of people that may be already in church may not understand what God's yeah. called you to do. Yeah. But when you have your personal encounter with Christ and he commissions you to do that very odd thing that no one understands, obey God. Yeah. Just step out in faith anyway. You don't need approval. You don't need people to understand or get it. It's not that important. That's right. 
What's important is that you you receive and you give. Mm. Whatever God's put on you to give, you give it, you do it, and quit seeking approval of of accepting what is going on in your life. They're no. not going to understand. No, they're just busy. You know that doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that what the God's tasked them to do, they're focused on that task at right. hand. You right. have your task is different than right. Theirs. They're not always going to understand, and where it doesn't you go. always have to be the same. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. But um, man, just to see this and 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 experience, you know, cr- lead others to experience Christ for themselves. It wasn't anybody religious that did this. Mm-mm. It was a woman, mm-hmm. a woman from a from a half half breeded race. Yeah, uh, that wasn't a social outcast, and she made a difference in that whole entire town. Yes, she did. She brought that town to Christ. Yes, she did. Imagine what you could do. Mm. Imagine what we could do as a body of Christ, as a yes. church. I'm telling you, there are so many things out there that we have the capability of doing so many souls that we have the capability of reaching. And we're and we're just, sometimes we're blinded to it. Mm. So we need to ask God, give us that living water that overflows through us becomes a spring within us to flow out into other people to open our eyes to see the needs in other people because that's what it's about it's about giving what we have to others you know giving it shall be given back to you so it's a constant thing a constant it's not talking about money it's talking about the spirit of god within you so every day let's become this vessel for god to flow his river through Let's become the person that says, you know, come and experience Christ. Because here's what he's done for me, and he's changed my life. Let's be that channel to channel God through our life so that way the nations around us can be watered. Because that's the point in all of this. So I want to thank you for tuning in today to Calvary's Compass. Um, If you like us, check us out on Facebook. We also have an app, so go wherever you um, have an app store, whether it's Android or iPhone. Um, Download our app, Mount Calvary Church of God. Um, We also have a Roku and an Apple TV app as well. So you do not want to miss out on that. Um, But yeah, thanks for tuning in. God bless, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.